are now tuned into the 585 Report with Aciana and Bishop. Catch us each and every Sunday from 6 to 7 p.m. on 100.9 WXIR. We seek to elevate the narrative on Rochester, New York through constructive conversations. What's going on, y'all? How y'all doing? Bishop, what's going on? Chilling, chilling. Another weekend. What's the today is Wednesday. It's early. It's an early day for me. Yeah, because we usually record on Thursdays, but you were like Thursday's a hectic day for you. So we made accommodations. We got Devin in the building. It's good. What's up? Welcome, welcome, welcome. So happy to have you. Before we get into you, mm-hmm. I'm gonna be selfish and talk about me a little bit. All right, go yeah, ahead. You, talk about you. Yo, I asked her about this and she said I'm gonna wait to tell you on air. So and now I gotta hear it now. So okay. <laughs> Sunday was a beautiful day. Like we got this, I got this thing where on Sundays we pick a recipe. I'm not saying who we is, but we pick a recipe and we cook. Don't even start with me. I'm just let's talk about you. No, we no, we're not talking about me dating. We're talking about that. It could be my daughter, it could be my kids. It could be anybody. I know. But me and some people. We know who we is. <laughs> we pick a recipe and we make it. So this week we did chili with um, the Impossible Burger because I don't eat beef, and then we did the cornbread over it, like baked it with the cornbread over it. We put too much cornbread mix in there, whatever. But it was good. I enjoyed it, but it's too much cornbread. I go home at eight thirty. My car is gone. It is not there. It is missing. <laughs> oh, Lord. You said that with a smile on your face. <laughs> no, I can I smile about it now because <laughs> I have it back. You've seen me pull up. But, um, yeah, so I go out there. So what I did, and I hope Allstate isn't listening because I told him I didn't. I left my keys in the car. So I got to push the start where, like, the key just got to be closed for it to start. So I left my keys in the car. So some kid walked by and probably just like saw that it was open, got in like, oh shoot, and just drove off. So yeah, I was driving my mom's car for a couple of days and then they came, they called me Monday night and said, Miss Larkin, we found your vehicle. Um, It was on Hayward, Hayward Ave. And they towed it to the impound. So, I found out that even though my car was stolen, I had to pay $185 to get it out. Yeah, once they take it, it's a wrap. Did they have to take it, or I could have said, Let, leave it there? Did you report it stolen? Yes. Yeah, they, yeah, they got so to they take it. it. They can't just be like, all right, we got your car, come get it. We're going to wait for you. Okay, so I just wanted to know that. But I was still pissed because I had to pay $185 for someone who stole my car. Then they still got my keys. So I was going to ask you this. Technically speaking, yeah, did they steal your car? They did. It didn't belong to them, so they stole it. I mean, they didn't break nothing to get in. Anyway. The doors, <laughs> the doors was unlocked, and they had the key. She gave me this car if I would got caught. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, she told me I could go to the store real quick. No. So, yeah, so I got it back. It wasn't, they trashed the inside. Um, and, but the outside was fine. So, that was that. There was a number in the car on a piece of paper. In my bag? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, it said a person's name. So I called the number. I'm like, hi, my name. I was like, hi, um, can I speak to Jay? The person's name was Jay. And I was like, Jay, did you steal my car? And he was like, who is this? I was like, it don't matter who it is. I found your name and your number on a piece of paper in my car. Why would I steal your car and leave my number in your car, darling? You sound mad smart right now. Just somebody else told on them. Just all over the place. So I was like, I didn't ask you all that. I just want to know: Do you know who stole my car, or no? Did you steal my car? Steal my car, or were you with the person who stole my car? I don't know what you're talking about. He was like, Well, is it on a yellow piece of paper? I was like, Yeah. He was like, Ha ha. Well, I didn't steal your car. I was like, All right. Have a nice day. Few seconds later, he calls back. He's like, I feel bad. You seem like a nice person. I'll tell you what happened. So I guess the dude who stole my car was like, yo, you got some weed? He was on Hayward Street, like to the guy, Jay. Like, yo, you got some weed? And he was like, nah, I don't smoke. He was like, oh, you mad cute. Let me get your number. 
So the dude gave the dude his number, and that's how the number got into the car. <laughs> We're not even, Bishop, I don't want to edit, have to edit this show this week. Don't even keep your comments to yourself. Okay? Wow. So that's, the, a, that's a turn of events. <laughs> talking about a dropper. Woo! So, see that coming at all. <laughs> so the dude gave the other dude his number. And yeah, and so he was like, um, they kicked it for a while. So he was inside my car. They was kicking it in the car. And when the dude had got out, he had gave him my case of bottled water on the back. He like, yo, you like water here? Wow. <laughs> and shot my baby hydro flask. Like, those are expensive. Uh, pink hydro flask. He just shot it. Like, oh, I was like, so now that I know he live on Hayward, he, I don't know if he's gay or bisexual or whatever the case, but yeah, so I know he's that. He's dark skinned. His name is. Ty, I believe. So I've been riding up and down Hayward, not even trying to like turn him in. Like, give me my keys. <laughs> I just need my keys back. I'm trying to pull up like, bro. Text him like uh, the keys at least. No, that's the guy he was talking to. Like the guy he was met there. That's not him. That's somebody else. But that was just crazy. All right. So back to business. <laughs> You should tell that story. It was crazy. Like I, I was like, my life. I couldn't even make up if I tried. That's like, like wait, 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 wait till you hear this punchline. That. (laughs) You should have said like, and that ain't even all of it. This is the kicker, right? Because I, I got that when he said, "Oh, you sound smart." I'm like. Like you mad smart, you're he was like, just the way that you said it though. You gave me around for these rhyming rules you be having. No, you don't need to get around. Hold on, so back to my original question. You dating again? No, Bishop, we're not talking about me dating. We're going to kick it. We're going to rap later. All right. So moving on. So we came here to talk about static vibrations. Mm -hmm. Before we get into it, tell us a little bit about yourself other than static vibrations. Because we're going to go into that a little bit later. All right. um, I'm Devin Anglin. Um, I'm born and raised in Rochester. Graduated from School of the Arts in 2012. Um, I'm an educator, youth worker of 11 years, and went to college. Didn't finish, but that don't speak for my work. Period. Oh, another thing about Devin Bishop. Devin was one of my cashiers. Let's go. That's a. You know what? I keep on. I was looking at that <laughs> name like, yo. I know this name, but I don't know where I know this name from. And I'm Brockport, right? Yeah, Brockport. Okay, so so when I worked at Brockport, that was my first full time STL um, gig. So I was full time. I started full time with 2010. So it had to be around there, 2011. Brockport from 2009 to like 2012. Yep, so I was like the STL, like a entry level manager. That's crazy. He was That's on my crazy. team. That's crazy. Yeah, were you who's like? Mm-hmm. Yep. That's the only reason why I was out in Brockport, because even that, I don't go to Brockport. <laughs> that ain't my neck of the woods. Respect, respect. Okay, so <laughs> yeah, that was yeah. that was pretty dope. So yeah. when I saw, like, because I saw this Facebook, no, not Facebook, it was an Instagram page, and then I saw, like, your name connected to it, I'm like, I know him. You gotta get him on the show. All right, so Static Vibrations, it's a black-owned network creating a platform where you could talk that talk, mm-hmm. make dope content, and speak your piece in a raw, unapologetic way. Mm-hmm. Say more about that. Yeah, um, so just I'm all about my people. So, you know, I'm always trying to create lanes, and I'm always trying to create um, different methods to get our creative um, uh, give our people a way to control our narrative mm-hmm. and control our content. So we create a lot of content, but we control nothing for the most part. So um, Static Vibration Network was created to do so. Um, create our own narrative, create our own content, push our own content, and kind of just cultivate our own you know, vibes through multimedia. So podcasts, um, streaming, whether it's video streaming or radio streaming, like just creating the multifaceted business um and everything is is interconnected so from the name all the way down to the content that i approved to be on the network or be hosted by the network so it's just a real black space that cultivates black dopeness i like that a real black space because there are a lot of fake black spaces facts 
Like, yeah, that's all you guys say. No, seriously. And I can't, it's like hard for me to cope or navigate those spaces because I'd be like too ready to call them out. Like, that's some cool stuff. Like, mm-hmm. I just. gotta be cool stuff. Like, because you can tell, like, when people are just saying things, we especially fake woke people. Like, those are, those, are, those are the best people in the world to be around. No. <laughs> I'm they just, that I'm, conversation with, though. I, I agree. I'm not, I'm not woke, woke by anything else. I tell people, like, people always ask me my perception. Like, I tell them, F perception, go with what makes sense. And a lot of people, you see, they pop in when something go down, then they pop back out. We got a lot of, Conspiracy we got a lot of tongue soldiers out here where yeah. they just, they'll talk a great game, but what are you really doing besides talking? Right. So when you actually engage in a conversation with one of the people and they're trying to make you see one point, but you also telling them like, well, you're saying all this, but what have you done as an individual? And it's just, I love fake woke people. Those are the best people to argue with. Like, no, for real. I do not argue with, I, I, I can't expend my energy in that way. So I do not get into it with people. And then when you're trying to prove a point and stuff, that's when you're in your ego and all that other stuff. Because you're trying to get people to believe what you believe, and I'm just not into that. So no, all you gotta say is you can't argue fact with an opinion. Yeah, you're telling me That's how you feel about it, but just because you get louder and yelling and all this, it, it's still your opinion against my facts. Like I love fact checking people. That's the best. Thing. It turns into a conversation though. It does. Like they get annoyed and they start to argue, but it's like. Like every, but there's alternative facts. You heard well, our so, president. Uh, yeah, we call those lies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we call those lies. We're just gonna call the spades. That's a lie. Alternative facts? You tell me my whole. So I, I, I mean, when I felt English in tenth grade, I technically should have passed because I. You could have said I was wrong, but I was right. Worked. But I had a chance at being right because I was wrong. Could have worked. You, I don't know. If, if alternative facts is real. History is a lie. Yeah. Well, we know. It's all. But we know. <laughs> yeah, we definitely know that history is a lie. But um, talk about some of the services that you offer. Um, videography, photography, podcasting. Um, I'm starting video streaming very soon. I'm starting um, audio streaming, so online radio really soon. Um, and I produce shows, so I've been doing my podcast for. Um, so I've gotten a lot of practice um, producing content for shows. So um, when you come through Static Vibration Network and you want to start a show or whatever, if you choose to, I can help you produce your show uh, and basically teach you the art of conversation because a lot of people start a show and they just want to sit down and talk. But there's a, a method to how you craft a show and craft a conversation so it's continuously engaging for the people that's just listening mm-hmm. um, because everybody doesn't want to watch you. Um, exactly. If you don't got the cash, then you ain't going to get video. So, so we had um, Antaeus and Micah from the Vibes radio show last week. And they gave us a lot of good information about how to keep people engaged in your show, how to do segments, and just how to keep the energy going. And I thought, like, a lot of the things that they talked about, like, I definitely want to implement because, I mean, we just started. We don't have any background in radio. Mm-hmm. We just started. I was on Love and Situationships and didn't have a background in radio. Then we did this, and I don't have a background. So I just wanted to... Think about things to keep the show moving, keep the energy alive. And then we're going live versus pre-recorded. So, you know, you definitely want to have people more engaged. You want to have people call in. So that's one things that we just kind of been thinking about. When you um, work with people to bring them on, what are some things that you're looking for? Um, Honestly, I'm looking for drive. So the... The idea of I attack this as a business as opposed to as a hobby um, because what I've learned is a lot of people like to do it because just to say that they do something mm-hmm. and that means that their content lacks. So and by the first, second session, I can tell like how much you put into producing your shows from week to week. Uh, some people have it naturally. A lot of people I say, well, get through the first episode, your first five episodes, you're not hate. 
but as you start to continue to go, you're going to start to create different habits and techniques and um, kind of rituals that you carry on and, and things that you push to the side, like, yeah, I ain't like that. And um, things that you keep, like, yeah, I like that, so let's keep on going. Um, but I, I definitely look for the commitment to creating content um, and the commitment to listening to constructive criticism because mm-hmm. one of the things about being in my space, I give you... Um, I, I, get, I critique what you do because I want you to be the best version of yourself. I want your show to eat because okay, when sure. you eat, yeah. we eat. So, um, and a lot of the times I will throw little, you know, um, nuggets or gems at them uh, in conversation. Like, what are some? What are some of those things like that? Like makes timeless you- content. I'm big on timeless content. Like that alone. I, I think about when I produce a show. I think about producing or crafting a show that if I listen to it today or I listen to it 10 years ago, they're still relevant. So, um, and that's kind of, it's kind of hard to figure out what time this content is, but that gives you um, commentating present events isn't timeless. Because if you craft a show talking about things that's happening today or things that happened yesterday, um, that tend to, it tends to get repetitive because you have multi- like big mass media companies talking about it 10 times over before anybody get to your show. Okay. So we talk about timeless content. You think about, when I think about timeless, I think about interviews with Pac or interviews with um, Biggie or like the big, or even Nip uh, to where the things that they say are still relevant and present to this time, to this mm-hmm. day. Um, and I mean like, past interviews where it's not recent and it's, it was recorded five years ago, you know, big and popular. They died in 97 and 95. So, you know, the things that they're saying is still relevant today. So when you attack your content, you can address natural things or refer to natural thi- or um, current things, mm-hmm. but your, your content is, is spoken to on a, on a larger scale. And I always tell my co-hosts on my show, like, I understand we feel a certain way, but we are anomalies in our community. Like, we've figured it out in some way, shape, or form. A lot of people that's listening to the show or might listen to the show, they ain't figured it out yet. So we have to kind of speak from their perspective as best as we could. Because if we all agree on something, then the conversation stops. And then now we're talking in circles. So we got to kind of play both sides, um, play the devil's advocate sometimes, um, be an antagonist a little bit. But timeless content, if you can master that art then your shows will naturally become greater than the average show because a lot of people like to kind of produce shows in the moment as opposed to thinking about how they will last and how they will live in the future yeah and that's where we are <laughs> as we definitely do it in the moment because our show is kind of like okay we have an interview with someone from the community that's doing their thing and then we talk about current events and then things that are going on. So it's the 5 8 report. So it's basically, the premise is what's going on in Rochester. Oh, somebody wants to call me. Let's scam. I don't know who it is, but we're going to talk to them later. Might be buddy telling you where to uh, get your keys at. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Never, yo, listen. <laughs> you expected a phone call, but you don't know what number they're coming from? No. See, you gotta answer them calls. No, I can't answer it right now because we are having a show. But moving on, tell us about some of the shows that you currently have on there. What kind of shows that you have on your podcast? Um, so for the network, I have Introspective Insight, which is my show. Um, that's well, the. What is that about? Introspective Insight is the Black Wall Street podcast where we push to um, push towards self-sufficiency um, within our community. So we talk about everything under the sun that we that's easy to talk about, that's hard to talk about, um, and we kind of bring our own introspection to the table. So introspection is one's own emotional and mental thought processes. So the idea is we talk about religion, we talk about um, homosexuality, heterosexuality, polygamy, um, Anything. So basically, all the uncomfortable conversations. Yeah, all types of uncomfortable conversations, and that how I I crafted it behind the Breakfast Club. So, you know, I'm like envy, where I kind of um, moderate the conversation, and I have um, Noel Moore, which is my um, black strong female, 
a woman that's on the that brings that energy to the table. And I have um, Shannon, who is like Charlemagne the God, like he's that ignorant but kind of righteous mm-hmm. person that kind of brings that comedic relief to the conversation. Yeah. So it's not super heavy, um, and we all we literally feed off each other really well. Um, and ideas to kind of rebuild that Black Wall Street mentality of like we can think for ourselves, we can do for ourselves, um, but we have to get past these you know minuscule things that's holding us back through conversation. Um, so that's mine, and then I have uh, Sip and Spill with Slick, um, that is hosted by Slick, aka Rakaya, and then Leah. And what they do is they interview people around the town, around our age. Um, that's doing dope things um, who are who is also black so they just recently interviewed um, Fresh from Fresh Vision um, which is dope and their show is, is really unique because the way that they rolled out and everything they're getting a lot of organic looks um, without having to promo and everything so if they choose to promo they show can really you know kind of pop um, on a larger scale and then I have Village Vibes that's um, a show that kind of brings the international community to your backyard, is how they say it. So okay. they travel a lot. So um, Ajoya, or AKA Joy, she um, she owns a AJ's Excursions, which is like a travel agency company to where she do, does group travels up to, I think, 20 people. Mm-hmm. And they go to different parts of the world. So Brazil, Europe, Africa, and um, they bring back uh, they buy exclusive things from those countries and bring them back and resell them, and uh, which is Village Vibes. That's what the business is. So what they do is they kind of bring an international perspective to like everybody here to say like it's a lot out there. They talk about like new relationships, so international dating. Okay. Like. No, that's the thing. I never do that. I can't even do long distance dating. Yeah. So I to think about international that. dating, to where you living in a whole different country, you gotta go through the visas and stuff. Like they know somebody that dates, that married somebody from can't think of the country, but that's new relationships. So they were talking about different forms of relationships and things of that nature. So that's that show. Um, we just wrapped up. Um, Conrad is home. That is so he liked to. So he had the yellow confessions that he had. Conrad is home. Um, my boy Rad, he liked to record, he recorded both of his shows, both of his podcast series um, as albums. Mm-hmm. So we would have like studio sessions and he had a bunch of, so it's really dope how he kind of, he's a super dope creative and he basically created playlists, so soundtracks that went, that correspond with his tracks. Um, this, the Conrad is Home uh, podcast or project he actually got local artists to submit music, and those was that that soundtrack. So local artist was the soundtrack to his um, Conrad's home thing, and, and it was the idea of him being kind of home comfort. You know who he's it, who he is. Um, he's been through that journey, so now he's in a comfortable spot. Um, and yeah, that's on my shows right now. So sip and spill. We're actually supposed to be going on there. Um, I want to say next month, and they're supposed to be coming on uh, our show, so we're looking forward to that. Yeah, it's a dope show. It's one of my favorite shows. Okay. You know what I thought about Sip and Spill? We going on there. Are we going to be drinking on that show? Yeah. They drink wine. Uh, we follow oh, them on Instagram. They drink wine, or if you want to bring liquor. They actually got liquor at the studio right now. Bringing it yet. You know, so. Who's it, of course? Well, I drink too, sir. I can't drink red wine because I'll group chat all my exes. Like, what happened? <laughs> they actually normally, honestly, they normally drink white wine. Okay. Like, norm- generally, they drink white wine. Hmm. Well, I could deal with white wine. I'm a red wine drinker myself, but it is what you it is. No. no. Well, I'm a Merlot what? drinker. Oh, you bougie, bougie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Not Merlot. You drink that Merlot? <laughs> Most people don't like Merlot, but I love it. That's my drink. So, I can dig it. Or Dulce. But my favorite now is um, Jameson and Ginger Ale. That's my yeah, drink. You told me about that. Yeah. I can't like bring myself to try it, though. It's good. Like, You're I'm not supposed to put anything on Jameson. That's what my therapist told me. He's like, why would you why, why would you um, mess up a perfectly good, what is it, whiskey, Irish whiskey? Yeah, why would you mess up a perfectly good Irish whiskey? I said, I don't know, somebody just put me onto it, but 
Yeah, he's a drinker. He put me onto something so called. So your therapist is a drinker. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he, I don't think he's a drunk. <laughs> he's not a drunk, but he does drink. So um, he told me about some a bottle of Yellowtail or something. He told me to go check out. So I gotta check it out one day. He said it was like a hundred dollar bottle of something. He said his son bought it for him, purchased it for him. And then he went to go to like um, Market View Liquor or something and get it himself. And he told him it was like $100. Oh, and he was like, oh, I'm glad my son is doing well for himself. <laughs> yeah, but that's what that is. Um, so what other shows do you want on there? What other kind of content would you like to see? Um, I would like to see a sports show. like a. Do you have Zill Talk or? They stay. Not okay, no more. So they they canceled the show. Okay. Um, but I would like to see a, a sports show, something like um, real time, so something like the barbershop that LeBron does. What um, does LeBron do? So he he has it's not technically like a sports talk show, but yeah. it's sports personalities from around the sports world, and they talk about kind of real situations, real things, but they connected to like how sports helped them get through mental health things. Things of that nature. So Are they like, deep? Yeah, they get deep. Okay. They definitely get deep. But I, I, I would like to see a sports show that kind of commentates sports from a different perspective. Um, I tried to get Zill Talk to go in that realm of not commentating on current sport events, but like commentating on sports in a way that it keep the listeners engaged on a different level. Like you're getting a different perspective of what a sports show can be. Mm -hmm. um, I had ideas of starting one, but I got too many shows right now, so. Um, yeah, I, I definitely want to see that. Um, I actually just started a community conversations podcast okay. um, as well. So we record every every Saturday, um, and we're going in. So I run a black space, and now we're gonna, I'm going into black spaces and kind of giving them a you know you scratch my back, I scratch your back type deal to where they will get like a thirty second to a minute video or commercial after at the conclusion of us kind of recording in their space. Oh. Um, so I, I like I'm that. always trying to create creative ways to kind of put on black owned businesses. Um, if they're, you know, kind of they have their that social responsibility aspect to their business to where they're giving back to the community and things of that nature. So right now we're doing our first season um, on community topics on community over at the cult the cultural Baobab Cultural Center on university. Oh yeah, I've um, been in there. And hopefully next season we'll be at the Avenue Black Box. Um, and the, the season will be based on arts and healing. Okay. Um, so I, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm open to a lot of the shows um, that comes over my desk. Mm -hmm. I've had a, a people inquire about, like, I had this one person inquire about a show to where it was like anti everything. I forget what she called herself, but it never, it never, it fell through. Okay. Um, but I'm always down to hear the pitch. Mm -hmm. um, it's just a matter of making sure it aligns with my vision, which a lot of things align with my vision. Have it's you turned anybody down? Um, no, not yet. I haven't had to. Okay. Um, because I haven't gotten anything crazy that's like, all right, yeah, nah, we're not doing that. <laughs> um, but I, I, I look forward to that day to be like, yeah, nah, we're not doing that. We, you can, we can revisit this, but it's not happening. All right, in a perfect world, where do you see everything? Where do you see static vibration? What are you doing? What are you accomplishing? What is going on? Oh, I'm going to be right up there with Revolt TV. Okay, it's well, I don't know about Revolt TV. It's going to be right next to Revolt TV. It's going to be up there with the major networks. Um, own all that like I see myself doing like what Oprah's doing Oprah is real dope mm -hmm. you know might have some character issues <laughs> but talk you know, about it you know Oprah she's real at what she's doing she's real dope the 2020 vision mm -hmm. that tour is super dope super soul conversations is super dope um you know so I, I see myself up there like I just want to create that platform and lay the foundation to us controlling our narrative something like title to where we have arts, we have equity and you know our music being streamed and we're not going to Apple, we're not going to Spotify, we're not going to these white occupied spaces to get our content out that we create. That's um, true. So All it's stuff is on white occupied spaces. Yeah, YouTube, so I, I want to cultivate those black spaces and partner with those other black spaces that's doing this. So, you know, we up there and we literally rebuilding Black Wall Street 
in different ways. As far as the technical part, like the media stuff, like how did you learn any all of that? YouTube. <laughs> really? Yeah. YouTube and then I went to soda. So I've always been tech savvy. My dad always told me I used to help the, te the my teachers in elementary school with the VCR and everything when it didn't work. VCR. So, yeah, I always, yeah, I always knew what to do when it came to technology. So. You said VCR. Yeah, I used to help my teachers with the VCR. I ain't seen one of those in years. This I was talking to my ex last week. Saying what? She uh, had posted a video up on a little Facebook story thing of, of a video of us in high school. Not us, but uh, at the school. And she was like, I found this tape in my garage and I had to go buy a VCR. She said she found a VCR for $60. I was like, VCR should... $60? Yo, she said she found a used VCR on eBay for $60. VCR is really still selling for $80 and $90. Because you got to remember, uh, a lot of memories is on VCR tapes. That's true. I can see like the tapes, <laughs> like the actual tape selling for that much, but the actual machine of the VCR, nah. She said she found a used, a used one for $60 online. I said, what? Man, listen. Yeah, nah. I would have just said, you know what, memories, y'all cool and all, but I'm just going to let her, I'm going to let her I'm ride trading. out. I'm trading. i give you some food for the VCR. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, uh, we going you, back. <laughs> yeah, nah, I'm trading. What you need? What you want? Nah, I'm not paying you $60 for no VCR. I could, I, I could, I don't like paying $60 for food. Yeah, I'm not paying for VCR. <laughs> like, I don't even know what I'm going to watch on the VCR. Because like, after you watch, if you get a VCR, you probably wouldn't watch a tape, maybe a two or two. <laughs> he said, eBay, man, whatever you need is on eBay. But it's like after I just spent sixty dollars, I'm never gonna use yeah, this again. Yeah, like I'm waiting a year to buy whatever <laughs> I'm about to watch on it. Bring <laughs> back yeah. retro technology. Yeah, bring, bring. If we, I need retro technology. And now that Disney Plus is out, you really don't need no VCR. Nothing. All you, all you did was watch Disney movies on VCR. That, you know what? I can agree with that. Yeah, I ain't. Disney, yeah, Disney changed the game. Yeah. I think Disney realized that you got all these other streaming services. It's like, I right, it's time for us to step in this room. Yeah. And they got everything. Like, they, they got stuff that I didn't even know they owned on there. Like, you who knew they owned Simpsons? Yo. Like. When I when Disney Plus first dropped, like my daughter, she has she has this thing where she can't go to sleep unless she's watching TV. So she she will pre-record a lot of stuff and then she'll watch that when she goes to sleep at night. She was up to one two in the morning on Disney Plus watching movies. I'm like, yo, you can't do this. Yeah, you supposed to go to sleep. I had to take a fire stick out the room. <laughs> she, was, she was on Disney Plus watching each. Like, every movie you can name of is on Disney Plus. And I'm like, yo, Disney really is, they banking. Oh, of course. I need to get in them stocks. That's Word. Right. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's move on to some current events. Before we do that, can you let the people know where they can find you on social media? Social media. Um, so, Static Vibration Network is S Vibrations Network. Um, that's the network's Instagram page. My personal page is King Devdo. K-I-N-G-D-E-V-D-O-E. -E. Um, and then Facebook is Devin Malik Anglin. It's my full government. Um, and I'll be on Twitter sometimes. So it's the same. King Devdo. K-I-N-G-D-E-V-D-O-E. -E. Okay. That's the best when all your handle names is the same. Yeah, everything is the same. You got everybody looking up 100 different handle names. Like, you know what? I just quit, but... Handle name, same, 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 down list. Yeah, I try to get, keep my handle names consistent. Like, it wasn't my name at first, but I had to change it to my name. I'm all over the place. Yeah, nah, Luca nah. Brazi. Is that what you still are? Luke, no? I'm still Luca Brazi on Facebook, because Facebook said if I change my name again, I got to upload my ID. So, I'm just going to keep my face. And plus, I got Bishop highlighted, so when you type in Bishop, I come up on Facebook. But Instagram and I. So what do we love? What do we love about winter here in Rochester, New York? I love the surprise of it. <laughs> no. Oh. Is there something to love about winter? Right. I like to see. It. I like so. What I love about winter is like when the school is out. Because I work for kids, so that means I don't have to work. So the breaks. Yeah, like last. Last winter, uh, when school was out, mm -hmm. not last winter, but the last winter storm when school mm -hmm. was out, I ain't had to work. Well, that's, that's great. Good. Right. That's awesome. 
I still, I still got paid though, so I got paid to not do anything. I like the, I like the views of winter. Yeah. Some, some scenery is just amazing with snow sitting on it or whatever. Yeah. But to actually be in the cold, I'm not a fan of that at all. Nah, I'd rather be hot than cold. Like if we lived in Colorado or somewhere out there in the winter, yeah, okay, that's cool. I expect this is what we're gonna get. But with New York being so wishy-washy, our winter is unpredictable. Like, yeah, it's supposed to get cold tonight. So what we hate about Rochester is the freaking potholes. Like, I thought they signed a bill. Didn't they like last summer they started fixing all the streets and everything? I don't know what happened. Not but definitely potholes are the bane of my existence. Like in winter? Yes. Okay. During the other times I don't see them as bad as they are. Like winter will throw your car off the road. Exactly. <laughs> like it's so much to the point, like um RCSD employee, she helping kids off of the bus and she basically Get her foot caught in the pothole, causing her to fall, fracture her ankle, and guess what she doing now? So? Of course. So oh. who? The city? Yep. So she's still in the Ooh. city. She had to get pins, screws, all of this stuff. Ooh, she got, oh, she got messed up. In her ankle. Stuff. Yeah, so, yeah, so she's still in the say, city. I oh, about to get paid. Yeah, she paid. <laughs> hey, auntie. Yeah, it ain't worth it. <laughs> <laughs> It ain't worth it though, but a pot, if a pothole will throw your car off the road, picture what it'll do to your foot, your ankle, as you can see she has all that going on, which is speed recovery from her. But I could have sworn they fixed that, well, I know as far as cars go, if your vehicle hits a pothole in the city, yeah, you give them a location of the pothole, the city pays your bill for whatever happened to your car. Really? Yeah. yeah. What? You ain't know that? That is no. real! I thought that was just like something that people were saying. No, that's like, why this. That's why the city. That's why the county government, city back. Like, yo, it's time for y'all to like, cause it's literally in the city. Like, once you get to Greece, Gates, Charlotte, uh, around the corner, their streets like they faithfully keep them rows up. Cause they towns. Yeah, cause they don't got the, We don't have it like they, crazy like that. Those are just boroughs. They don't got the budget the city got. Mm -hmm. So it's like, yeah, we you finally fall out here. You on your own yeah. but in the city. Oh no! Yeah, yeah. Be, uh, my brother, he hit a pothole. It tore his uh, brake his brake line tore. Mm -hmm. uh, his wheel bearings went, and another tire out went. That was like four thousand dollars. The city paid for that. Well, he took a picture of it. Called the police on the spot. The police took a picture of it. Like yo. Well, shout out to him. But this person. Um, she actually didn't sue the city. She sued the Rochester City School District because she said they was their fault for not maintaining the parking lot. So. Oh, this happened on oh, school the, grounds. Yeah, she was a bus monitor, so she was helping a kid off of a school bus and fell in the pothole, and that's when she really fractured. Yeah, you know the budget crisis with them. So. Well, that's first student though. Well, she, well, no, she works for first student. Yeah, she but she, work for yeah, the she's suing the district. And, yeah, that's just what it you is. You know what those fall back on though sometimes? Uh, it sometimes falls back on construction companies and contractors. Because my company now, we have uh, we have M&T banks. We have Walmart spending dollars and stuff like that. And say, for instance, if somebody's slipping a parking lot, they're, we're a contractor to keep that parking lot blacktop, dry. Mm -hmm. If somebody slips in that parking lot and sues that company, that company comes back and be like, no, this was their responsibility. So those pavers and stuff in that parking lot, whoever that school or the district has a contract with, which I'm pretty, pretty sure is still code, you know? But they, they used to the district. It's, this was going to sue, well, this was your responsibility. Yeah. Don't nobody in the school know how to fix the pothole. That's, like that. that's not what we're teaching here. Yeah, it sounds like <laughs> a, a whole process to get money. Yeah, she's she's long problem. I hope she get her due diligence fast though, cause you you messing up the foot. And that's a hard fall. I'm trying to figure out how you don't. That's miss a long it. fall. Like, that's a. I, I get potholes is big, but and you helping kids, but how fast would you walk in, or what was you looking at when you didn't see the pothole? Mm -hmm. You know they go try to put that out there. Well, why the driver didn't move up? <laughs> <laughs> 
cover so, the potholes. Speaking of the budget stuff in the Rochester City School District and how they don't even have the money to pay her. So, I was always under the understanding when people played the lottery, that money, some of that money was given to schools in New York State. Yes. Yes. The original. Right. Well, in the lottery too, like the... Um, the slogan that came out, like, your chance of a lifetime to help education. That was the original slogan. 50 years ago, that was the original slogan. So, a portion of lottery proceeds goes towards our school. They say since 1967, the New York lottery itself has earned nearly $70 billion to help schools statewide. So, where that money at? Last year, it was $3.5 billion. But it just doesn't go to failing schools. Like, they kind of divvy it up. They give it to everybody. Yeah, so they divvy it up automatically. So it's not set up to help one struggling school over another. But the thing is, why aren't we generating or taking more of the proceeds? Because it's only a percentage. It's not like a large percentage. But I think that we need to reconsider the percentage of money that is coming from the lottery so that we can help our schools. I don't know too much about this, but I believe it's whatever district is played out of. Well, they, versus, they play a lot of way more downstate than we do upstate. Pretty fair. There's more money downstate than there is upstate. Okay, <laughs> maybe upstate. More casinos down there, all that stuff. So they spend more, like, you'll spend more in, this, in, in Manhattan than you will spend in Rochester. Well, that's for sure. But the money is not like... That's what I'm saying. So it's like, just because they spend more down here in Manhattan, I mean, we about to send our money upstate to fix that area. I think it goes to, well, y'all play this much. That's how they... That should be how they divvy it up, but that's not how they divvy it up. I mean, the total lifetime of the lottery, we've raked in only $1.2 billion. I mean... That's over the lifetime since 1976. That's not even. That ain't nice. That's not a lot of money. So. Yeah. So, I mean, it helps, but we need to reconsider, like maybe tweaking that number, that percentage. That will make a small difference, even like a little bit. It'll make a difference without a doubt. But you gotta also remember, we in a bad crisis, but it's districts in the state that's worse than us. I don't think it's districts that's going to Albany petitioning for $35 million. $35 million. RCSD is not the only ones out there. And a lot of these private institutions getting cut out of Albany also now. It is, like, I think it's the way we're tracking money has become so public now to where everybody does math now. Now it's like, or can do like that. with the country itself being in such a deficit and cutting back on education from the federal level, now it's, it's trickling down to where like it's time for all y'all to stop taking money off the top. We know what it is. I mean, that's what's happening. We, that's we, okay, what's happening. we at the point to where we're not gonna stop doing what we're doing, but. It, it rolls down the hardest to, like you say, RCSD, where they figure since it was right for so long. But it hasn't been right for so long. It has been, on paper, appearing right for so long until we got different people in office to realize that it wasn't right. Like, it was yeah, not right. You need to $60 million that y'all misplaced. Like you said, he resigned, so who knows where that money is. He resigned, but I'm sure that, you know, somebody's going to be knocking at his door to oh, yeah. figure out. Oh, no, the, the, the FBI, you know, no, that's, 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 that's still an open investigation. No, like, it's, a, it's a federal investigation. <laughs> yeah, we haven't heard much. I haven't heard more about it other than the feds were looking into what happened. Listen, what's happening. I tell people this. When the feds come for you. We don't, watching. we don't need your side of the story. Yeah, they've been watching. Once the feds decide to get them, oh, we already got you. This is just a courtesy call. Yeah, this, is, <laughs> this is your chance to tell the truth because right. we've been watching for so long. Yeah. But now, it's been a lot of 
malpractice and negligence has been going on in the district. We all know that. That's why the former um, superintendent, Barbara Dean, is under investigation as, as well as, I mean, you don't leave your job like a CFO unless you know something. Right. Unless you understand. That, that's, that's, and it's a that's whole a bunch of different things on the lower level to where a lot of the things, a lot of the ways they manage certain funds and certain account numbers in the district is like just been finicky. Um, I was just in the district for two years. So I I got that side. So yeah. It's they knew what they were doing and then they ended up getting caught. And she was trying to get a bailout from the state anyway. So she was purposely doing this and putting okay. us in this situation so the state can bail out what she was purposely doing because they was probably again taking that money off the top. Taking the money off the top. So yeah, that's why the feds is involved. And it's sad because our children are suffering as a result of it. And they're saying if we don't get that money from Albany that they're going to lay off what? Like, like, how are you going to operate with 800 less teachers where the district is and, already and in that's a what, um, crazy position? I, and I've been trying to wrap my mind around that for the longest. Like, okay, I get it. You're, you're closing schools. You're cutting 800 jobs. But while you're doing this, we still have the same amount of students and growing. Right. So like it's like it's okay. not even. Well, actually gonna be more because they just shut down the charter school. Yeah. yeah. So they're gonna have to come back to the city. And it's it's just like okay, we get what y'all trying to do, but are y'all actually looking at this in the bigger picture sense? Well, the like, okay, so I will say that Terry Day, the superintendent, like. The fact that he's still here says a lot about him. Like, he came into this situation blind, like, didn't know what was going on, and he's faced with this situation. I feel like he has had to make some difficult decisions, and with those difficult decisions, like, he's done the best that he could do with the options that he is given. Right. And I think he's been transparent through the whole process, so... That's where we are. And I applaud him because he could have been jump shits. Like, Listen, I'll, that's what this distinguished educator did. Right, exactly. <laughs> this, this is one of those jobs to where you pull RCSD out the budget, you can punch a ticket to wherever you want to go. Yeah. This is one of those jobs where if you can get this shit back on top of this water moving, mm. your ticket is punched, yeah. bro. Literally, you, you got it. Because... He a better man than me. Because mm. this isn't a burden where I could take home every night and talk to my spouse about. Right. I, yeah. I couldn't either. Um, so, <laughs> moving on. My mom texted me this morning and she's like, y'all need to buy some bottled water, some dry beans, some cans. Because this coronavirus, <laughs> if it hits, I guess she's saying locally that me and your dad is not going to be able to take care of you guys. Like, we're not going to be able to take care of you guys. Did she throw you all out that quick? <laughs> she didn't even say, like, let's stack it together. Word, let's she said. No, because I, um, this is what I tell my mom. I'll be like, that y'all are my baby daddies. Because I legit, they bail me out for everything. Like, if I need help with something, like, I'll always go to them. So she just like giving us a warning, like, look, if it comes, y'all need to be prepared, which I get, which I get. But I guess they're saying that this thing is going to spread, like it's going to spread more than we had initially thought. And so to be prepared and that there's a vaccine, I guess, in Nebraska that they're just they're testing out on a few people who caught it on a boat. A cruise in Japan. So about 14 people are now. Are those the people that were quarantined on that boat? I believe so. Is yes. To Nebraska. Nebraska <laughs> University of Nebraska That's Medical Center. Yeah. <laughs> so 12 of them tested positive for the virus. So the thing is that it's solely like it's in the clinical phases. So, so basically, we don't know how long that's gonna take. Yeah. So that's where we are. I don't get caught up in these viruses. This reminds me of when swine was happening. H one N one. It's all, all all these virus like people. Like, there was a picture on Facebook somebody posted because if you look on the back of the old Lysol cans, it tells you what it can prevent, like the spread of germs and coronaviruses on there. 
people don't realize the coronavirus is just another form of SARS. It's another. It's <clears throat> all it is is a strand of the flu, yeah, but it's one. Mutated. It's one of those strands to where. If you don't have a healthy immune system, it's gonna hit you harder than it hits somebody else. And they haven't uh, really understand. They have, well, it hasn't been around that long for them to actually pay that much attention to it. But I was watching on CNN this morning before I went to work that uh, the CDC did come out and say that it's gonna spread more. But then they said it's gonna turn into one of those seasonal things. It's gonna be like the seasonal flu once again, like. Once they get control of it, but they did say people should start buying like like people who don't like being around other people, like staying home more. They should like buy more water and all this other stuff. But yeah, I might I don't know I might just do it to appease my mom. I don't know, but the guy threw out my bottle of water, so <laughs> <laughs> threw it gave it away. You should text him like your, your boy owed me a, a case. No, he did. No, he asked me. He did ask me. The guy who had the water, he said, "Do that." Since I know you and I'm talking to you, now, do you want it back? I took one. So, you know. I told him I was good. All right, let's wrap this thing up. So, some current things that are going on around the town. We got Maestro. Maestro's birthday today, Sean. Maestro. Is he going to be out at Taste of Bahamas? Yes, Taste of Bahamas, the 7th, 10 to 2, Maestro Crucial Pisces Affair. So, you're going to be that way. Yeah, he's going to have a birthday party, and it's next month after his birthday. But shout out to Maestro. Happy birthday, my friends. We also got March Finest, an extreme event. Location still hasn't been announced. That's the 8th, and that's from 9 to 1. And then we have second Saturdays at Freedom School, which is March 14th. That's from 8 to 11 p.m. Where they'll have black art, hip-hop, dance, visual artistry, all that going on. That's from Diallo Payne, a.k.a. Craig Carson. So he's putting that all together. So make sure you show them some love. Devin, we appreciate you for coming on. for coming on. We had some hiccups with my phone I don't understand. And then when I... Went to start it back like my video was there, so I don't know what's going on. But we usually not just disorganized. I think that's my daughter calling me because I took her phone and she needed a lift from work. Why you take her phone? I took her phone because she's not doing the right thing. She wasn't. She didn't wash the dishes. Like you got one. You got one chore. You got you one chore. Took her phone over some dishes. Yes. I did. And my son, the day before that, he didn't dump the trash. I took his phone. I just take it for a day to show them, like, listen. The, the person growing was bigger up, than this. Did you have a lot of chores growing up? Yeah. I had a, a whole, lot of chores. Saturday morning, what was we doing? Unwashing the walls. <laughs> nah, I watched my cartoons Saturday morning, and then I cleaned after. No, I got up. The old school music was playing. We washing walls, all of that. So no, and you got one chore to do, and you want to do it when you want to do it, girl. Bye. The principle is bigger than the task. Anyways, Come you on. have been tuned into the Five Eight Five Report with Atiana and Bishop. We had Devin in the building. Yeah, yeah. Tell them again where they can find you. King Dev Doe. That's my personal. K-I-N-G-D-E-V-D-O-E and then Static Vibration Network page is S Vibrations Network. Thank you for tuning to 100.9 WXIR. Catch us next Sunday at 6 p.m. Peace.